Today I'm with Brian Johnson. He's the pastor of Sovereign Grace in Ogden. And I asked Brian to just maybe help us work through some of the the thoughts that come to our mind when we think about the local church and a pregnancy resource center like the one that George Stewart is director of in Salt Lake City. Brian, would you kind of articulate why we need these types of ministries and how they how they work hand in hand with the objectives of the local church, the Christian local church. Oh, yeah, sure. That I think that's a good way to think about it. It's it's a resource. And then we say it's a pregnancy care center, it's a pregnancy resource center. So we know that it's there to support uh, people who might need something. We think of it as a resource for people who might need something uh, in regards to going through pregnancy. We know that's not a simple thing to deal with and not everybody has the resources of family and um, circumstances can certainly uh, interfere with being able to do this in a way that most of us might be comfortable with. So being able to provide this resource is a good thing just for our culture, for our society, having that net to catch people if they have uh, slipped and fallen. Uh, As a church, we look at these things as important. As a church, we can see supporting um, something like this as important as an application of loving our neighbor comes to mind pretty easily. Uh, We may not know people who may need something like this. So if we are able to support uh, something like this uh, financially or through volunteering, uh, we are still helping someone whether we know them personally or not. And of course, loving our neighbor is the right way to think about this. We don't We're not necessarily here to judge the circumstances of anybody that might need to use these resources. And if you really think about it, if we don't support resources like this, what other resources are gonna be out there that these people will have to turn to? And would they be resources we would be comfortable with? So not only are we being practical in providing something like this, but um, we're also maybe the open door that this provides may be the right one for them to be coming in so that they don't go to, in the wrong direction. We do care about stuff like this. Absolutely. It's hard for us maybe who have never had to, you know, deal with, with a, a situation like this, a, a pregnancy that wasn't planned or maybe not within even the bonds of marriage. And, you know, we have, we have all of our, our, you know, praise the Lord. We got, you know, great healthy marriages and things going on. But then, you know, there are so many people out there that are going to very likely, we know, will we'll turn to this idea that abortion is the answer. And abortion can just solve all the problems and everything. And so, so what this Christian centered, Bible-centered ministry has been doing for a very long time in our valley here has been coming alongside, providing counseling, providing an ultrasound, providing the truth from the Bible, uh, the truth, the Word of God, and, and Christian people, that this isn't supported by the government. This is, this is one of those things that, that is definitely being looked down upon with uh, the whole Roe v. Wade kind of, kind of decision and, and all the implications with that. But let me ask you, Brian, Pastor Brian, when it comes to the passage in Scripture, when I think it's Paul, yeah, Paul talks about the body of Christ is some people are like a, an eye and an ear 
and so forth. And so wouldn't we have to say that in some ways this is kind of the carrying out of the body of Christ, you know, tending to different needs in special ways. And this is, this is like, like you're saying, it's a resource. So sometimes you need an arm, sometimes you need a leg, you know. And so would you kind of talk about that a little bit? For, and maybe speak to the pastor out there that maybe has been busy um, and he's, he's wanting to, you know, support the life and sanctity of life, but just needs some more biblical, you know, kind of uh, reinforcements to, to get involved, you know, and at least to have, go have coffee with, with these guys and see what they're doing. Sure. Um, I mean, it's, it's clearly and obviously important that things like this exist. Um, can any church handle all this in-house for their own people only? Uh, not necessarily all of them. Some of these resources are valuable even in-house um, to direct someone, a, a church member, to a resource like this because it's bigger and it provides more than maybe a small church can actually provide. Um, there's certainly more um, wisdom in, in the collected resources that it offers. Um, I'm sure there's counseling involved and I'm sure yep. there's financial support where things like that are necessary. So it just broadens the network of helpfulness um, beyond one church community, which is obviously a good thing. Um, and in that way, again, whether or not we know the particular person we're supporting, just knowing that we have contributed in some way to that support we're doing it. We're fulfilling the calling of, of loving one another as Christ loves us. And I think that's, that's just wise. Um, sure. And, and I know one of the ministries that they have there is like a post-abortion counseling kind of thing. Because you think about it, you know, if, if somebody was, um, has gone through an abortion, you know, there's a lot of um, shame and guilt maybe in your heart. And, and that needs to be um, brought to the cross, you know, brought to, to Jesus Christ and brought to him. And you know, sure, yes, there should be like a, a repentant heart, a turnaround, a change of mind of that, sure, but, but that, that doesn't mean that that person can't go on, that person can't find forgiveness and um, doesn't have a, a purpose in life. I mean, that, that's what the devil would want to do, right, is just to, to crush that person, you know, and may, maybe they became a Christian, maybe, maybe that happened when they were a Christian, you know, you know, and well, maybe uh, they're uh, feeling like they can't be a Christian because they've already had this in yeah. their life. Yeah, and so as much as we want to make sure that we talk about this as, you know, it's, it's taking the life of someone. Yes, it's, it's tragic and it's wrong and it's everything, but can you talk about that a little bit? Can you talk about maybe, maybe the person who's listening right now who is in that boat? They're, they're driving down the road in their Honda, their Toyota, they're going to the store, they, maybe they have one child already or something like this. You know, I don't know. We, we don't know what the situation is, but just maybe in your mind, just think you're talking to a person. What do you tell that, that young man or young woman that has gone through this, that, that Christ is bigger and his love for them is bigger than their sin? Sure. And, and that's what we would say first and foremost is Christ did not give his life up for pretty good people. Christ came and died for sinners. And sin is something that is horrible and it's tragic and it affects our lives in tr horribly tragic ways. Some of the ways are very visible. You can see it on someone's skin. Other ways are very private and personal, but the damage is there nonetheless. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ gave himself up in our place and bore a judgment that we deserve in our place 
that we might be forgiven of these sins, even the sin of having had an abortion. He is a loving and merciful God. And if, uh, if someone was needing to hear that, a, the resource center, a good place to know that there are Christians there who could point them in that direction. But we would also say, find yourself a church where that gospel is preached and you can hear it on a regular basis. Because trust me, you're not the only one that needs to hear it. We all need to hear regularly that we have been forgiven of our sins. You're not alone. And we, um, as a church of believers, we would want anyone to know that we can love you because Christ has loved you. You can be forgiven. I think that's a very important thing to say. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. L let me just um, mention that on October 7th is the Banquet for Life. And, um, and Brian, I'd like to have you come with me to that. You know, you and your wife are welcome to, um, or anyone in your, in your, in your church. Um, and, you know, we have a table this year, and so if somebody's interested in going, uh, we have some spaces at our, at our table. Uh, it's going to be at the Grand America, you know, and, and this is a, a pretty beautiful place to go. And it's, it's, it's almost just, you know, overwhelming as to the dinner that they provide. And, but it's a time when we can celebrate what the Lord has done through your support and prayers. Uh, people here in Utah, churches, individuals, and so forth. And we're, they're going to give some updates. They're, I know they're going to do some videos of, of ultrasounds and how impacting they are for a woman to see because they're told lies. They're told that a little, you know, four week, six week old um, baby is not really alive or something along those lines. And it's, and it's really um, uh, thwarting the whole um, concept of that there's a life in there, you know? And so, um, so I just want to invite you to, to look at their website, just Google it, uh, Pregnancy Resource Center, Salt Lake City. You can find out how you can sponsor a table if you want, or you can come along with me and my wife, and, um, and, and you'll, you'll be really blessed. You'll be encouraged to see what um, things the Lord's doing through the staff there on October 7th. And so, uh, Brian, do you just want to share just a little bit about uh, Sovereign Grace Church? You're located on Harrison Boulevard, right across from Weber State, uh, next door to Jimmy John's. And just, just tell us a little bit about when you meet and, and what kind of um, uh, books of the Bible you're going through right now and so forth. Sure, yeah, we are a very small congregation. Um, we are currently going through the book of Romans. And in our uh, Bible study, we're going, we're going to be starting the book of Deuteronomy here pretty soon. Yeah, we're a Reformed church. There's not very many of us out here in Utah. We hold to the, uh, the teachings of the Protestant Reformation, uh, a confessional church is what it's called. We're a confessional church. We love the three forms of unity. That's the Heidelberg Catechism, the Belgic Confession, and the Canons of Dort. And we are... Um, and maybe you've never heard of those, those things, but those are just some rich um, Christian church historical gatherings and, and documents of, of maybe, maybe you've maybe heard of the Nicene Creed um, or, or the Apostles' Creed. Um, and these are just more things. If, if you're interested in learning more, um, boy, I would encourage you to stop by. You're welcome to join. It's a it's a little blue house. It's, it's our little ministry house um, that's... That it's, um, it belongs to Utah Partnerships for Christ, and the Lord has been so good to um, just have uh, Brian and and the congregation meeting here. And what time do you guys meet, Brian, in the morning on set on Sundays? 
Our Old Testament study starts at 10.30 and our worship starts at 11.30. Okay, okay, excellent. Hey, you know, let, let's take a minute since you mentioned Romans. Um, Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Um, then in verse 9 it says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Boy, that's, that's such a powerful verse. It's such an encouraging verse. It's a verse that sometimes we as, as humans, we think like backwards. We think that, no, you have to do a bunch of things and then I'll do something for you. But the, would, you, would you want to just comment a little bit of what, what comes to your mind when I read, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Why would he do that? Yeah, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a good chapter. And if we, if we looked at the whole thing, we'd, we'd see how it's right to your point of Sometimes we think or we've heard that you have to be ready. You have to make yourself uh, good enough for God to accept you. But this, actually, Romans 5 is telling you the exact opposite. We did do something. It's called the fall. Uh, we rebelled against God in the very beginning of creation. Adam was our federal representative. And when he sinned, we say, in Adam's fall, sinned we all. And the aspect of the good news that uh, Russ has just read from Romans 5 is that just as one man ruined it for all of us, so another man came and fixed it for us. And it is through faith in Christ and through faith in Christ alone that we can receive and be restored by a loving creator who fixed the problem that we caused in our own sin. And that is glorious news to hear that it's not about us getting ready for him, but the humility and the humbleness of, of the Son of God who took on our flesh to bear our shame and sin on the cross that we might have life and a restored relationship with the God who made us. It's very right. good news. Yes, and, and if I were just to go back up a few verses at the beginning of that chapter, it, you know, there's, there's so much, whenever you see that word therefore, then you want to find out why that is there what it's there for and there's been a lot of things that, that Paul has been developing prior you know in those chapters but he does say being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and I, I want to just maybe ask you to just maybe expound on that a little bit as, as to what is the emphasis here sometimes you know we, we yeah we see that we're sinners that's that's the main problem okay Yes, we want the peace, but we have to realize that we are sinners and we don't have any deserving of any peace. So let's just get that right. But then, yeah. but when I read that verse about faith, could you talk about what what is faith? What what people might conceive as faith, and what it is and what it isn't? Yeah, well, that's a good question, and there's a lot to be said. The book of Romans is very good. It's a very theological book, which is very important. The reformers really built. Uh, what we call Reformed theology off of the book of Romans. The, the guilt revealed of mankind through the fall and the sin that we exhibit in our life every day that we live um, is offensive to a holy God. He did not make us to be rebellious sinners. He does care about this and um, there are natural consequences to sin leading even to eternal condemnation and separation from the God who made us. 
So sin is a horrible thing. But Paul goes, what we, we say the structure of Romans, it goes from guilt to grace to gratitude. And Paul takes us and reveals the sin of all mankind and shows that none of us are worthy of God's love or favor. None of us can have peace knowing that in the end there's going to be a judgment and we will be judged for all the things we have thought, said, and done in this life that were offensive to a holy God. And yet, when we look at our works and know that there's nothing but judgment waiting, right then, Paul shifts gears and says, but now the righteousness of God is revealed apart from the law, the law being that which told us how we should have lived, but we could not live up to. Now he reveals his righteousness in Christ the Lord. But how do we appropriate someone else's righteousness? How does the righteousness of Christ work for us? Well, that is through the imputation of, Chris, of Christ's righteousness that we are given as a gracious gift that only comes to us through faith. Some people think faith is that part of you that reaches out to God and you, you have something in you that just really is yearning for some kind of peace. But actually, we say that the faith that does that is given to us as a gift through the Holy Spirit. If you are someone who is hearing the words of uh, condemnation and feeling that guilt, and you are hearing the words of pardon, uh, that Christ can forgive sins, and you are saying, I want that, I need that, we can tell you with assurance that that's because the Holy Spirit is working in you and opening your eyes to this reality. And that is a gift of God. He does not wait for you to realize your mistakes and come crawling to him. He says, I know my sheep, and I will not lose one of them. He says, Christ came as the good shepherd to find his lost sheep. I mean, God has done all this work on your behalf, including sending his son to pay our penalty. This is his love for us. And it is only because of what he was willing to do for sinners like us that we can now have peace with God. And we receive all of this through the gift of faith that begins the journey of what we call sanctification which is getting us ready to spend eternal life in his presence, perfect, spotless, and stainless because of Christ and what he's done for us. Right, and, and we need that peace with God because it says in verse, in verse 10 of chapter five, if we were just to go down a little bit from where we're, we were just reading, it says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also a joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the reconciliation. So many great words here, so many great, great, amazing, just things that we don't always think about. When we think about a war, you know, a battle, you know, you have they're, they're, they're the two sides, they're, they're enemies against each other. And in a sense, yeah, we chose to be an enemy toward against God. You know, that's what we chose. And so we need to have that peace with God, and that's only done through when God the Son took our sin. And so what, what thoughts would you have kind of as we're kind of coming towards a close of the program here today for the PRC, um, just, just to encourage somebody out there who, who has maybe been trying to, to make the scales more even. They think that, well, I've done a certain amount of good, I've done some bad, but my good's going to outweigh my, my bad. How about that? Talk, talk to that person for a minute. Sure. Well, first and foremost, try all you want. You can never balance those scales. Uh, by un You cannot undo the sins that you have done by 
cover it can't cover over them with good works. The only thing that can cover over your unrighteousness is righteousness. And righteousness is not a partial thing. It's not something that you can have a little bit of and gain a little bit more through effort or works, but it's a pure, whole, and perfect righteousness. That's the only thing that's pleasing to a holy God. And so you must receive a righteousness of Christ. Martin Luther called it an alien righteousness because it comes from outside of us and it covers over our sin and our shame. And once we have that righteousness of Christ, then he is no longer angry with us. We are at peace with him. And that peace and that, that relationship that now begins through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, begins to make true the declaration that was true but when we were still sinners, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Paul says we were justified while we were dead in our sins. He already declared something to be true about us that was not true, but through Christ it becomes true, and then through the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, it becomes real. We are being made ready for something that we can barely comprehend, but it's going to be glorious, and it's all grounded in the work of Christ. Amen to that. Thank you so much for that. Well, I want to thank you, Brian. Uh, do you guys also have, um, uh, once in a while, you'll have like a dinner or a study during the week or something too at oh, Sovereign Grace? Sure. We, we do different things, and you can find out more about yeah, us. Yeah, what is that website? SovereignGraceOgden.com. Okay. But okay. yeah, we have a, we do our fellowship meal first Sunday of every month. Right, right. And uh, we are, yeah, we have a book study that we do during the week. So we've got some different things and we're going to start a catechism class for our youth that's in the works. Great, great. Well, that's, that's, that's super. Um, I hope that today's program uh, for the PRC of Salt Lake City has been encouraging to you. Um, you know, maybe, maybe this ministry could be one that you could pray about. Uh, maybe you're a Sunday school teacher. Maybe you're a, a deacon or elder, and you're trying to maybe think through, well, where should we maybe put, you know, $50 a month or $25 a month or, or something? I mean, just, just to show these guys who are, imagine... Being, I know there was a time recently when Roe v. Wade um, was overturned where they were having to do some protection of their building. You know, there are some people out there that are really adamantly against what the PRC does. And do you know the, the one down in Salt Lake, Brian? They're right next door to Planned Parenthood. That's where their building is. It's right next door. Literally, let you could, you know, it's right there. And so there are a lot of people that, whether they're doing it out of ignorance or or what, there's a there's a big battle going on, you know. And and I think from what I've heard, it's it's just begun, you know. There's this is going back to the states and everything, and all these decisions. And you know, by no means is our is our you know nation just completely, you know, embracing what God's Word says about the sanctity of life, but at least it's a step in the right direction, sure. and that's a good thing, and so, so we're grateful for this. So we're just going to keep praying. So maybe could you just close us out, Brian, with a, a prayer? Um, just pray as the Lord leads, and we'll, we'll close our, our program out with your prayer. Sure. Okay. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the means you have provided for us to be able to offer assistance and help to our neighbor. Help us to want to do it more and make us aware of these ways, like a pregnancy resource center, that we can offer our assistance. And use these things for your glory, we ask. We know that these are dark times and any bit of light that is shining is a good thing. 
So we, we just ask that you would bless the work of people who are doing what you call them to do in their love of neighbor, and that you would be glorified in our endeavors. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian, and thank you for listening today. And we'll just um, ask you to keep praying for the ministry of the PRC and praying for the ministry of AM820. You might be listening to our 95.3 FM signal, or you might be listening to 103.9 in the Ogden area, or maybe you've been listening on our streaming app by going to Truth Network and downloading that app. So thank you so much for your prayers and your support. And we will see you again next week here on the Keep Breathing Utah podcast. Thanks for joining us.